You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. That's right. Oh, there's, there's the creepy music. You know when that music hits, someone's going to get their butt kicked. Because that's what it says in the lyrics. He is. That's what he does. And Bing also does stuff. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another WWE main event after show. Welcome, everybody. I am professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg, holding down the fort. But as always, not doing it alone. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Beside me, I got, well, she chimes in first. Let's, let's bring her out first. Miss Corey Takei, how are you, my dear? I'm fantastic. And, and the gentleman, the stunning gentleman to her left, or uh, my left, her right. Um, I'm good. It's Mr. Cameron Cash. How are you, sir? What's up, everybody? I'm wearing the AfterBuzz colors tonight, and we're here <laughs> to entertain you with the main event after show. That's right. We're going to rock out the main event after show for the week of April 24th, hailing from good old London, England. They're continuing, you know, their, their little European tour here, and main event starts off a little differently than it has in the past. We actually start with uh, JBL in the ring. And he's, oh, and if you're wondering why we were playing Mark Henry's music, it's because last week was the Justin Gabriel show. This week, main event was the Mark Henry show. Because uh, JBL's in the ring, and he decides, you know, I, there's someone I want to talk to. I want to bring out the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And out comes Mark Henry. And JBL tells him, you know, hey, you know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen Seamus in some wars. But what you've done two weeks ago by just tackling him to the ground <laughs> once was he's never seen Seamus decimated like that. Like uh, J- JBL's barely yeah. forgotten about his Seamus's feud with Triple H, his feud with Big Show, his feud with Cena. But no, that one like clothesline that Mark Henry <laughs> did in the back was the most decimated he ever saw the Celtic warrior. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mark Henry just like stalked poor Seamus like on Raw and then SmackDown two weeks ago and poor guy was just demolished. But yeah. I, I find it kind of interesting. They did not mention at all how – so they show clips from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They didn't show anything from last week when Seamus got revenge on Mark Henry – and then last week on SmackDown, when Sheamus and Mark Henry defeated Sheamus and Randy Orton, none of that was mentioned. None of that was shown. Nope. We just got a recap yeah, from really two did. weeks ago. And, and, and JBL and Mark Henry are like, because that's what you do. And Mark Henry's like, yeah, that's what I do. And JBL's like, yeah, that's what you do. JBL sitting there pushing that man's buttons and kind of like toying with him. I loved it. I personally really liked it. It was kind of funny at first. And it, like, that segment was funny because then Mark Henry, after like a couple of them, was like, 
are you making fun of me? I know. <laughs> and it's just like like you see this is the credit of JBL because he's just he's a great performer. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden he's like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I I would never do anything and like you. And he's still making fun of him. I'm your like, biggest fan. I mean, you're the world's strongest man. I mean, you you would never, you know, turn down a fight. And, you know, Mark, Mark Henry, you know, said, well, you know, well, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to have a fight, you know, here tonight. And JBL's like, well, that'd be, you know, good, but, I mean, one-on-one. He's like, so I'll take on two people. Well, first he pushes his buttons about how Big Show's fantastic, and then. Well, yeah, like around the time when, like, he's taking on two people at once. He's like, well, yeah, well, Big Show did that. In yes. that handicap match last week, and Mark, yeah, his buttons are being continued. I love it to be pushed. And it's like, oh, you think Big Show's better than me? <laughs> I'm stronger than Big Show. I'm bigger than Big Show. You know, what? I'll take on three men at once. Mm-hmm. And JBL is, you know, starting to get into it. Is like, you know, this is getting good. But you know, why don't you? Why don't you make history? Why don't you do something that nobody has ever done before? And, you know, like the six-month history of main event. <laughs> yep. Take on four superstars in a gauntlet match. Bam. And Mark Henry's like, bring it. Bring it on. How did, how did oh. you guys, sorry. No, go ahead. How did you guys feel when you heard that it was going to be a four-way gauntlet match? I mean, I, I like the ideas of gauntlet matches once in a while. Um, if, if the storyline builds up to it. But... You really never see a gauntlet match with a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, hey, can Cena run the gauntlet? Can Sheamus run the gauntlet? Can Randy Orton run the gauntlet? And, you know, you'll see, like, how many people they can actually go through or if they're successful in going through it. You rarely really see it with a heel. And, but so I kind of liked, I found that a little refreshing mm-hmm. just kind of see what they would do with it. But the thing that kind of bugged me and... This is something I don't know how familiar you you guys um, would be with it. Is there's almost like an an urban legend type deal in wrestling, and that is your announcers, your managers, your referees. They should never be bigger or taller than the wrestlers <laughs> they're around. JBL is taller than Mark Henry. As much as I love JBL and I can hear him commentate every match because he's the best commentator mm-hmm. there today, that should not have been him in the ring with Mark Henry. Ah, oh, come on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it, Cameron. Yeah. yeah, it's not a big deal. It, they look perfectly fine. I mean, Mark Henry, by mass alone, is bigger than JBL. Let them so, break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I've, I'm, I'm not going to tell them what to do. I mean, it, honestly, it reminded me of... Of a, of a little, no, just do a quick trip down memory lane, because um, for a few years I was actually working as a referee in the midst of my commentary. Look at that. I know. I'm a man of many talents. I just can't I wrestle if my life depended on it. <laughs> and I was reffing this tag team match, and one of the guys on the heel tag team, he's a good wrestler, has like a good charisma, he's like five foot four, like short guy mm-hmm. and there was a point where i counted it was a two count and he tried to you know get in my face and start what do you mean that was two and everyone in the crowd started laughing at him because i'm six one <laughs> and you know and i'm you know acting like a referee where i'm supposed to be authoritative but at the same time i know hey this guy can beat the crap out of me 
but you know, it's just like some images like that. Now with JBL yeah. Mark Henry, it's a lot closer, and JBL used to wrestle. But there are, you know, other situations. That's why, for example, Charles Robinson, who I believe is the shortest referee, he's pretty much the only ref that ever refs Rey Mysterio matches. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, one of the only refs that might be as tall or shorter than Mysterio. I see. Right. Well, I see what you're saying, Christian, but you guys want to know what I thought about this segment? What did you think about the segment, Camera Cash? Please. Well, you know, Corey asked us, you know, uh, what, do you, what did you think of it? And, um... Honestly, as soon as I heard that it would be a gauntlet match, I took out my pillow and my blanket because I knew it was going to be a boar fest. That's exactly what I did, and I reclined on That's my sofa. That's what you did! That's what I did. That's what you did! That's exactly what I did. And, you know, the match, uh, I mean, we're going to go through the match because it's a four-step process as he uh, just uh, super slams or... Uh, there's a world's strongest slam on everybody. But the main reason why I didn't like this, guys, the main reason is because it made Mark Henry now the world's most insecure man. Mm. And that is something that they should not be doing right now. He needs a better gimmick than that. They need to bring back the sexual chocolate, the sexual chocolat. That I disagree with you on. I love the world's strongest man gimmick. I think When he started making this run and was the world heavyweight champion, he that was... Like a legit champion. He had a good reign. It was actually, I think, like the best ratings that SmackDown had in a long, long time was when Mark Henry was the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, but that was many moons ago. Well, what, it was like a year and a half. What, I don't remember. Well, what made you think that it made him more insecure looking? I didn't catch the insecure feeling. I think I, I, I can understand him saying that, I think, based on what happened at the end. No, I mean, no, that's no, no. That's not insecurity. That's just... Like how he's threatened by how maybe he might be made fun of from JBL or that maybe Big Show is better than him. It's like, come on. Oh, I see what you're saying. That that shows Mm -hmm. his insecurities and he shouldn't have any. But I I don't think it's insecurity so much as it's pride. All these wrestlers, wrestling superstars have this pride. So every time they have a challenge, most of the time they step up to the plate. And and speaking of of pride and, and the superstars, we find out the first opponent in this four man gauntlet is Jay Uso. And? Oh. It's Jimmy Uso, actually. Jay and Jimmy. Was it Jay first or Jimmy first? It was Jimmy first. I think it was Jimmy first. Oh, I thought Jimmy was the one with the tattoo because he was second. Jimmy was the one that got pinned first. Okay. Uh, maybe I have it wrong. Uh, or someone in the chat room maybe can correct. But um, Let me get my imaginary. <laughs> I thought you had it out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy. That's okay. what I have down. Um, well, well, regardless, again, the... Lowest people on the card with Pyro, as I always like to call the Usos. You do. <laughs> you do. And, and, yeah, so Mark Henry's first battle lasted about a minute. <laughs> Just a, I'm like, this, this is what I wrote down. You know, like how I break down the match. I wrote, a few punches and kicks followed by a world's strongest slam, and Uso was down. That, that's right. <laughs> that's what I typed that's out. That's what it was, guys. It, I mean, it took you longer to type that That's out what I did. That's what you do. That's what I do. Because, I mean, there was, there was absolutely nothing in that first appetizer, if I guess is what you would call it, maybe. Like a small bite, like, like a, a little hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, like a um, deviled egg. <laughs> so, so he's gone. And I was kind of confused at the fact that the music, Mark Henry's music started playing after, after he got the first pin. Really? Because the match isn't over. I know, but... It- I mean, I mean, it's one fourth of the this match. This mega so. match is all we got on main event, so they but, yeah, like <laughs> they had to try to stretch as much as they can. But like, like normally a gauntlet, as soon as the three counts made, that next guy bolts to the ring, right? 
No music, no nothing. He just gets in and they start right away. Here, his music played a little bit. And then Didn't we the other Uso, I thought it was Jimmy, maybe it was Jay. Um, you know, they, you know, now he's in. So, wow. Mark, there's no way Mark Henry can be a certified tag team. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you <laughs> want to do the mar, the mar, the match rating after each? Let's just save it for the end of the whole gauntlet. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, just like on a, what? Do you want to do each one of these little things? I'm yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. If you want All right, to, that's if fine. you want to go quickly with it, go for it. I'm <laughs> gonna give this one a one four star. <laughs> <laughs> I give it higher. I give it half. <laughs> half a star. Point five. <laughs> We do point five here. Sure, yeah, we do. I'm gonna give it a one third star. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> um, so the other Usos now in the ring, and again, Mark Henry just starts taking him down. It's a clothesline. There was one part I like on this where um, Mark Henry's like pulling the Usos' mm-hmm. face up, and he's like pointing them towards the ramp. He's like, "Look at your brother." Look at him. Yeah. You're going to go through the same pain or whatever he was saying. I'm just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I was just waiting for him to start, like, taking the guy's mouth and pretend like he was talking. But did you see the part where Mark Henry was actually laughing in the ring? That was, I think, with Santino. That was a Santino. Which we'll get to in a moment. That's right. But, but, the Uso, I'm I'm looking at my notes. I wrote Jimmy. Maybe it was Jay. Again, who knows? Um, The second Uso, I'll just go with that. (laughs) Out of nowhere, he hits a super kick and actually took Mark Henry off his feet. And then he went for his running, super powerful butt turnbuckle splash. They don't have a name for it. Um, that was made like really famous by Umaga. And the difference was Umaga was like at least 50 pounds bigger than the <laughs> Uso. I mean, the move looks devastating, but it would look a lot more devastating if he was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and by bigger, I mean like a lot fatter. I'm not saying like the guy needs more muscle or anything You mean like obese. That. Wider. Thank you. Okay. Wider is the nice way of putting it. For that particular mm-hmm. move. Um, comeback, though, didn't last long because then Henry, like, got back up, knocked him down, and and Uso was, like, teetering. He's getting up, and then he's falling down. Um, no, no, actually, you were right. That's when Mark Henry started laughing, right at the oh, end there. That's what I thought. And then Mark Henry picks him up, another World's Strongest Slam. He's gone. He defeated the whole tag team. Yep, bada, and such a well-respected tag team like the Usos. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom. That was it. Two down. Two to go. Rate. Rating. 0.5. I'll give this one a one. Okay. One star? Come on, man. Steven in the booth says one and a half. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he drew it out as well. I'm yeah. giving this one a half star. I said I thought it was a little bit better than the first one, but yeah, you know it made yeah, the, made the Usos made look like one. utter uh, utter crap. As a tag team, they, they deserve a one together. I so. mean, it, it's it, why why would a tag team first first why do they bury a team like the Usos? The Usos yeah. are one of the few like real tag teams they have, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, now we had to a commercial break, so Mark Henry in the middle of his gauntlet has like a few minute reprieve now apparently. <laughs> Um, and we find out, though, that this Friday on SmackDown, we will have The Undertaker in action. Which should one, be great. One-on-one with Dean Ambrose of The Shield. I am ecstatic for this. And the fact that Dean Ambrose has been around, like, in the, as far as on Raw and stuff, maybe six, seven months at best, and they're giving him a one-on-one match with The Undertaker. Uh, that's a big deal. 
It's a really big deal. Yeah. Ca- Cameron, I can't tell by your expression what you think of this. I know he's... Honestly, guys, this main event was so bad, and I'm, like, just so down about it that, like, anything at this point, you know, uh, yeah, I don't really That's know. why you have to have SmackDown That's why you got to be excited too. for Ambrose Undertaker yeah, on SmackDown. Yeah, but I haven't seen SmackDown in, like, ten years, so uh, I'll probably just wait for Raw. I don't, I'm just I, being the, saying the truth, guys. Well, I think I think I think you should tune in for that match, <laughs> and because actually a, f- you know, look a friend pleased. of mine, fr- no, <laughs> it, you're, this is about our opinions, right? Yeah. I actually a friend of mine posted on Facebook earlier today, and I thought it was like a perfect comparison um, that that I know you, you would you might appreciate. He compared Dean Ambrose to Brian Pillman. As far as the way he talks, the way he wrestles around the ring, his charisma. I think that's a perfect comparison. Dean that, Ambrose, the loose cannon? Yeah, he can, he can act like a loose cannon. I don't really see the resemblance, but okay. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying they have to like look like twins. I'm saying no, his, I know, his style like personality-wise, yeah. style-wise. I really think that was a great comparison. Obviously, he's making it into his own. But I can, I can see like little hints of loose cannon Brian Pillman in there. Brian Pillman had a bit of goofiness in him when he would do his segments. Are you talking about like during the whole Stone Cold era? Yeah, like the Stone Cold when he was part of the Heart Foundation, all of yeah, that. He was a bit kind of a goofy kind of character, not serious like I think Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but but Ambrose also has that like little like you can see like he's waiting. This there are times where he looks like he could snap, like just yeah. just kind of like just his mannerisms. I mean, I I I'm in love with all three members of the Shield. Uh, they're they're fantastic, and hmm. I'm excited to see what Ambrose does one on one. And and here's the thing though, they keep saying the Shield's undefeated. They're not. On Raw, like six weeks ago, it was Seth Rollins versus Big Show one on one, and like two minutes in. The rest of the shield attacked Big Show, and he won by DQ. So but maybe that's because it's by. I mean, by the team, like yeah. in six man, are undefeated. Come on, it's WWE. They don't really try to make people remember. I remember stuff, Cameron. <laughs> they don't remember. That's good. I'm glad you remember stuff. Yeah. You know. You know what else I remember? I remember to always plug iTunes because iTunes is where you can listen to our awesome podcast. Well, as well as all the other Pod great post? After- <laughs> podcast. I, I started great, uh, as well as all the other great podcasts, such as Monday Night Raw After Buzz, SmackDown After Buzz, all different other shows. And, you know, you could rate and comment and subscribe. Most importantly, tell friends. Give us that five-star rating. We're, we're, like, right around, like, four and a half, four and three-fourth stars right now, which is awesome. Yes. And you feel free to also, you know, like and comment our YouTube page. And also... Tell people, um, our general manager, Mr. Phil Svitek, announced it last week. Make sure you tell people that you can watch all your favorite AfterBuzz shows now live via your iPad, your iPhone, your Android device. So many more opportunities to watch us live and in person and have fun hearing what we have to say and whether or not you agree or disagree. That's what we need the comments for, if you agree with Yeah, we love those. Do you think Dean Ambrose is like Brian Pillman? Let me know. Agree with me. Or if you don't, then agree with Cameron. Let us know. Leave a comment. And then tell me who he is. <laughs> Brian Pillman, I'll, I'll explain to you later. He was a fantastic wrestler in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, actually, through the mid-90s. All right, so from there, uh, Mark Henry's next opponent... Santino, the yes, next world, favorite. the next world heavyweight champion, according to Cameron Cash. That's damn right, Santino Marella, and he and like he's jogging to the ring. He normally does like a power walk. He is running to the ring, but has a look of absolute fear 
on his face. Santino was main event tonight. You know, guys, I got so much heat, so much heat, I could just <laughs> feel the, uh, the heater on, if that makes any sense. From YouTube, from iTunes, man, they were, they were just bringing me down to the ground and burying me alive. But you know what, guys? What? You know, it's all good. I understand you don't agree with me. I, I understand you don't agree that Santino should be world heavyweight champion. I understand you think that it makes me almost uh, not credible. But you know something, guys? We're all fans here. And I got to say something. Santino should still, he should be world heavyweight champion for the mere fact that he is always entertaining when he wrestles. And tonight, he was main event. And so that's all I got to say about that. I don't think he was tonight's main event. Well, I mean, as, as, far, as far as the segments of the gauntlet, this was the best one of the four. There's, mm. there's no doubt about that. Um, over, l- let, me, let me ask you, Cameron, you know, in all serious, because I am a big fan of Santino as well. He is very entertaining. He's got a natural charisma to him. And he, he is a good worker in the ring, and he knows what his role is very well, and he does it very well. Can you recall any time a comedic wrestler, because that's what Santino is. He's a comedic wrestler. Has there ever been a comedic wrestler that has been WWE champion or world heavyweight champion? Yes, there has. Who? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. When he was just Mick Foley, he was quite the comedic wrestler. You know, the rock and sock connection. Yep. And when when he became WWE champion, that was the highlight of one big highlight of the WWE and, of course, the biggest highlight of his career. And I think Santino, in many ways, is the modern-day McFoley. Unfortunately, though, they're making him job every match, which isn't getting his career anywhere. But if they just give him a little bit of a serious side, give him some DDP yoga, give him, give him a Rocky training montage, yes, he will be a main event caliber superstar. Do you think uh, he needs to get rid of that sock? or No, I think the Cobra is amazing. Keep it. Well, well let me, you know, if you're, if you're comparing him to McFoley, where I, I can see, because at the time, Mick Foley did have a lot of comedic stuff when he won the WWE title for the first time. But how did he get to that point? How did he build up that fan base? By being a psychotic guy who did took falls and took... But it was funny. Stone. Like, Dude Love was hilarious. I never forget when he came out and debuted as Stone Cold's tag team partner. That, no, that, that was hilarious. But I'm talking about like before that. He built his way up by being what they called deranged. By being someone that you've never seen before because he was the only guy that had two different um, themes. He had a different theme when he walked in as to when he walked out. And he was just so out there and just so violent. And that's what gravitated fans. That's what really helped mm-hmm. gravitate the Attitude Era too. And then so he built them all and then kind of toned down the violence a little bit and brought in the comedic so he can gain more fans from that. Santino only has the comedic fans. He doesn't have... He should have more of the wrestling... Like, the technical wrestling fans, because he's good at that. But he doesn't have it because all he's done is the comedic stuff. And that's why, unless they do a big change with him... I I mean, he could certainly win titles again, but I don't see him winning the big one. Well, the Santino right now, I don't see it either. I agree with you. But if you Mm -hmm. give him that serious side, like I said then it will make much more sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember when he first came in, he was kind of like the serious Santino winning the Intercontinental title just coming out of the crowd. Yeah. So The Milan miracle. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, well, I mean, we'll wait and see if they do decide to do something with Santino. Hopefully they, hopefully they do. Uh, so Henry takes control, control quickly with a headbutt and a, a fierce kick to the back. 
uh, on Santino. And Santino, though, starts fighting back. He goes for his little, like, splits into the hip toss. Mm -hmm. But, Santino, you're not going to hip toss Mark Henry. Mark Henry's over 400 pounds. Uh, And Mark Henry just kind of stands there, stares (laughs) at him, and just wails him with a clothesline. Uh, But Santino... Still starts fighting back, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, pulls out the cobra. We're thinking, oh, okay, this is going to be huge. going <laughs> to try to get the cobra, whatever. And he hits him with the cobra. I mean, like, that was, like, probably the biggest highlight of the entire show to me was the fact that Santino hit the cobra, Mark Henry, and the fact that Mark Henry fell from the cobra. <laughs> Santino is in shock, hops for the cover, one, two, and Mark Henry literally throws him Over. from on his back. Over through, like, I think it was either the bottom rope or the second rope. Outside the ring. And he threw yeah. him out of the ring. Just fierce power. And the fact that Mark Henry has already wrestled two guys in on his third guy and still has the strength to do that sure. is incredible. <laughs> Santino, though, he tries to shake the cobwebs out, as good old JR would always say. Hops up to the top rope, goes for a flying crossbody. Caught. World's strongest slam. Santino gone. Yeah. yeah. Rate that one. Two. I give that one a one star. And, that, and you said that was the that was the main event and main event, and you give it a one star. Hey, the whole main event, in my opinion, this week was horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you too. I but, really didn't like today's episode. But compared to Jay Uso versus Mark Henry, I give that a half star. Jimmy Uso versus Mark Henry, I give that a one four star. A one star, guys, is pretty good. So that's what I'm going to leave it. At. I, I'm I'm giving that one two and a half because I, what? Because that one, the way that match was set up, I can see that being like a match that you would see just a one on one match. As far as the length of it, they gave and everything like that. On a Raw or SmackDown. It made Henry look strong. Santino did get a couple things in. The crowd got behind it. It was a, like, I could have lived with that being the only Mark Henry match on main event. And then they do other stuff. But no. Um, so Mark Henry's celebrating. He's like, I've gotten three. He's looking at JBL. I got three of them down. Mm-hmm. One more to go. Who's it going to be? Who am I going to take oh, out? My dear. And who comes out? The great joke. See, this is what this is what they. Sh- I don't want to say this is what they should have done because I don't want to like rewrite stuff. But, <laughs> but you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, let's rewrite it all, damn it! But what would have been great is if number four of the gauntlet was Sheamus. Yeah, that would have made perfect sense. Out comes Sheamus. He's running. He's charging. He's attacking him. Then Henry leaves by countout, and Sheamus wins. That would have made sense. It would have built the Mm storyline and everything. But no, as you said, number four was the great (laughs) Kali. Why? (laughs) Um... And and it's funny because like they start and like they're staring face to face. Mark Henry's looking at him. He's like, "So you're the fourth man, huh?" And I swear, Kali's looking at him like he has no idea what he's saying. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, like Mark, Kali just has a complete confused look on his face. And uh, Kali starts off in control, hits a couple of his world famous chops that we saw about forty of those last week. Um, even hits his um, hits his uh, chop. Oh, I'm sorry, he didn't hit that yet. Um, but he go he goes for a kick on the turnbuckle. Mark Henry goes out of the way, and then, as every great Kali match is, the opponent begins to work on Kali's knee, and that's what that's what he does. Mm. And then Kaori, I mean Kaori, Kaori, <laughs> the, the great Kaori, the great Kaori. That, that, Sorry guys, Champ the Kaori. great <laughs> the great Kali. Uh, my my apologies. The great Kali then proceeds to take a long lasting nap. <laughs> <laughs> on the ring floor. He was like in the center. There was like a leg lock where it did look like Kali <laughs> d- 
did take a quick, like, he just wasn't reacting just at all. snoozing. Um, after some work on the knee, Mark Henry goes for a splash, but Kali, with his superior agility, rolls out of the way. Kali starts fighting back, hits, now he hits that chop. Mark Henry is down, but he kicks out at two. The tenacity and determination that Mark Henry has to go through this gauntlet. Kali is shocked that he kicked out of the chop. Mm. Tries to get uh, Mark Henry into his Pujambi plunge. The greatest... (laughs) finishing maneuver that is the exact same move that Tensai uses. And Mark Henry, though, blocks it, hits the world's strongest slam. He's done it. One, two. But that great ring psychologist, great Kali, gets his foot on the bottom rope. He didn't even have to try. He just stuck it out. (laughs) He could be in the middle of the ring and his foot would reach the rope. It's like taking your foot out of your blanket when you're a little hot, you know? Yeah. And and so so Mark Henry's like, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. I gotta I gotta lift this guy up again. I mean, come on, Greg Colley is like four hundred pounds. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. But um <laughs> and then from there, Kali though starts fighting back, hits another chop on the head of Mark Henry, and Mark Henry falls and rolls out of the ring. All right, well, so what's going to happen here? Is Kali going to chase you, and then you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to hit his knee on the stairs somehow, and that's like, and then whirl him in and finish it up. That's how this match is going to end. Oh no, you're going to chase Hornswoggle around, distract Kali, and then and trap him, and that's how it's going to end. No, no, no. What? Then what happened, Cameron? Baga the rattlesnake is here. <laughs> no, I wish. No, uh, it's a counter. Oh, that's right. Mark Henry just walks out. <laughs> Mark Henry. He literally does this. Yeah, he's like, ah, forget it. <laughs> I've only been on the show for like 40 minutes now. I, I don't need to finish up the fourth guy. Even JBL and Comter are saying, like, you had him. You're like, why are you leaving? You know, like, even like JBL's questioning, why are you going? And Great Kali is victorious over the guy that they're pushing to have a top feud with Sheamus uh, via countout. Um, I'm curious of our star rating for that one. Corey, you're first, girl. All right, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm a man. She's going to say man to me. This, this honestly <laughs> was, for me, the best portion of this gauntlet match. Interesting. Why? What? Because as horrible as Great Collie is to watch, and as much as he botches, <laughs> he is the human glitch, and there's some kind of interest. <laughs> the human glitch? It's like watching a computer game. That's a great game. nickname for him. That's like an 8-bit Nintendo game. It, yeah, it, just, it doesn't work. and But somehow it's kind of entertaining. You feel pain. You can't take your eyes off the screen. You're like, oh my gosh, is he dying right now? So, most entertaining match. Two and a half, or three, I forgot what I said. What? You didn't say it yet. Two and a half. Two and a half. You go first, Christian. <laughs> I gotta leave this for the last one. I'm sorry. I'm 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 giving this one. I mean, out of the four, I guess I'd rank it second because it had some time. Uh, but but again, why why the guy that you're really trying to put over? Why do you have him lose? Uh, well, and lose mm-hmm. to someone that he's not feuding with again. Why? If ask it why? was it, try Bud Dry. <laughs> yeah, remember that ad? I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but, I mean, again, if it was Seamus that came out, then it kind of makes perfect sense. But it doesn't here. You either have Seamus, like, either way, if, if Mark Henry loses, Seamus has to be involved. He either comes out as the fourth guy and causes a count out, or 
Sheamus comes out during their match, causes a distraction, and Kali picks up the surprise win. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if he's not coming, Mark Henry should dominate. Mark Henry should go through all four of these guys, no problem. And he left just... I, I just don't understand why they did that. They did this mm-hmm. like two months ago with Henry and Kali, too. Uh, and so I'll, I'll give it one and a half out of sympathy. Okay. All right, guys, I'm going to have to give this a five stars. Wow. <laughs> Actually, uh, hell no. If hell froze over, I'd give this match five stars. People, this match was horrendous. Man, oh, God, Lord I mean, have mercy. <sighs> Jesus. Like that I, I don't like to say the Lord's name in vain, folks, but this match was just so mm-hmm. atrocious, so horrendous, so... I'm preposterous you, preposterous thank you Stephen thesaurus 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 Stephen that's his nickname that's his wrestling nickname folks these the, are two thesaurus say that five times fast these are two wrestling veterans you had Mark Henry who's been in the WWE since 1990 like 16 17 years now it's 1990 something <laughs> and then you have great Kali who's been there for six plus years and what did they give us an absolute craptacular match. And they made you move back down to Georgia. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm hanging out with Foghorn Leghorn. But this match, folks, Lord have mercy, I fell asleep the first time I saw it, and then the second time I saw it, I didn't even want to look at the match because it was so bad. But I'm going to have to give you guys the rating right now because I'm getting the red flag. Folks, <laughs> I'm going to give it a dud. That is the lowest rating I've ever given you here gave on it a Made zero? Event. That's an it's X. a dud. It's when a firework doesn't even go oh, off. I don't you know about like a zero. I'm, oh, I'm giving it a dud. Steven I, gave it a one-fourth star. Because, folks, I expect more from these people. You know, with the Usos, you know, I give them some leniency. They haven't been in WWE that long. They've but, been in WWE for like four years now. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but with these guys, I mean, come on. Here's what I say. You want to make Mark Henry the world's strongest man? You bring, you make him the sexual chocolate again. You make him no. sexual chocolate, no. and you give him no. May Young as his manager, no. and you give him. She's like a hundred, and that's what makes it beautiful. You give <laughs> him May Young. You give them some sex scenes. You have some hands flying out of the uh, the arena, and that's what I call a damn good WWE. That speech was better than that match. <laughs> You know, what? you know, you, you know. I'm gonna give that speech two and a half stars. I will give it three stars. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I really appreciate. I it. disagree about the sexual chocolate part, but, but, uh, but, well done, well said. You stated your opinion. And you stated it well. Thank you. We can agree to disagree. That's all fine. Hey, you got applause. You did. Is this a face turn for Cameron Cash? I don't know, but that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it, man. Oh, um, and then the last thing about this gauntlet was the fact that uh, JBL at the end on commentary mentioned that he thought the gauntlet was great for the WWE fans. <sighs> this whole show, I hate to say, was it's it's been a disappointment main event recently, and then this episode particularly was really a letdown for me. Well, let, well let's talk about that a little bit, because the last two weeks have really feature, only been like centered around one guy for this entire show. It's been basically half one guy and half raw recap. Like, do you guys yeah. do you guys think that just like the spotlight on one individual each week is a good idea? 
No, man, it's yeah. a horrendous idea. Raw, okay. for the longest time, was one hour, and they made that show amazing. Uh, NXT, you told me earlier while we were watching Main Event, they do a great job with the one-hour segment. But Main Event, it's like they have to dedicate the show to one wrestler and bore us to hell, and then they got to give us a Raw recap every single time. I think like Main Event should be kind of like an Easter egg. It should be a, a, a nice little extra element between SmackDown and Raw where it has like an extra storyline if someone wants to tune an in. An Easter and, egg? Well, like a hidden gem. Oh, okay. And don't get me wrong, Main Event ha- has had some good shows. They've had but, some great shows. Just lately, the last couple lately, weeks, it's been well. Just come on, people. Pick up the pace. Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking speaking of NXT, uh, next week, the, like my favorite guy on NXT is uh, Bray Wyatt. I love the character. I love the wrestler. He's awesome. And they're having him on NXT wrestle Jericho next week. Ooh. You have to watch that. I will watch it. Yes, okay. Homework. And also a couple weeks ago, they had Cash Zono against William Regal, which was fantastic. Um, so I gave an NXT plug there, too. How about that? Nice. Now from there, we get a little recap of the segment from Raw with Triple H and Paul Heyman. Um, you know, just a quick little thing about Triple H lying to Paul Heyman in that email that nobody visibly saw. He was just mm-hmm. holding his phone. <laughs> and Triple H delivered a pedigree to Paul Heyman saying he accepts uh, the challenge for the steel cage match. This kind of bugged me a little bit. And the reason it bugged me was because Triple H is one of the guys, like, based on his role and how he's, you know, one of the top baby faces, that kids are supposed to look up to him and cheer for him. And he just lied on national TV. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Don't lie. Why would you lie? That I hurts my feelings. I don't like liars. I'm one of the most blatantly honest people you would ever meet. And I don't like liars. Like, if I, if I thought that that was an ugly sweatshirt, Cameron, I would tell you that's an ugly sweatshirt. But I like the sweatshirt, and it does match the microphones. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. But yeah. Aww, so, yeah. Bonding. I know. We, we're connecting. It's I nice. love it when that happens. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's just like, this segment really did absolutely nothing for me when I saw it on Raw. Still did nothing for me on a recap. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they pull off with the actual cage match, but I just didn't like how this little thing gelled with yeah. with uh, Heyman and Honestly, when I saw the Heyman Triple H segment, I thought we were going to see another cerebral striptease, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, ripping down Paul Heyman's shirt and then getting oh. down to his chest hair, because I still don't know what was going on that few <laughs> Raws ago. Dude, I like, he was like, just seriously like, trying to beat the crap out of him. I, en- I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that segment. It was an interesting segment. I still don't know what the underlying reasons, though, were for. Um, and from there, we we come back to uh, main event, and we have Matt Stryker on the stage, and he is introducing to us Zeb Coulter, mm-hmm. who comes out with no music. He doesn't come out to Swagger's music or anything. He just kind of walks no out. No time for music. Like, well, I mean, they're showing him walk out. You can't have music go while he's phys- well, physically walking? The DJ forgot, okay? The DJ. <laughs> the WWE hires a DJ. <laughs> um, now, Matt Stryker asks him, you know, do you feel that Jack Swagger's chances have lessened, that's what he said, have lessened um, because he's in a triple threat match now at Extreme Rules for the World Heavyweight title. And That was kind of a silly... Yeah. And Zeb, yeah. And, and Zeb responds, he's like, I don't think they've lessened lol. In fact, I think they've gotten better because mm-hmm. Swagger is like America. He's surrounded by other countries. But <laughs> what? Dolph Ziggler is from America too, by the way. I don't know if anyone realized that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, and his um, and speaking of Ziggler, he said, "You know, Dolph Ziggler's title reign reminds me of 
Thomas Paine, who was born in England but left to go to America, guess he knew better. I kind of like that line because I got some like cheap, easy booze from the crowd. And the quote was good. He said, you know, because he once said, what we obtain cheaply, we value less. Mm-hmm. And so That's pretty much true. making pretty much making reference to how how Ziegler won the title in a cheap fashion by cashing in the money in the yeah. bank. And yeah. and then he talks about why is Dolph Ziggler's hair beach, bleach blonde. That was my favorite part of his whole speech. To be what honest. was he getting at there? I was kind of thinking something, but uh... what he was getting at was <laughs> what I, if if I read it correctly, which who knows if I did, was that not only because Swagger can only wrestle so many international wrestlers. I mean, because there's only so many of them on mm-hmm. a roster. He's going to have to have feuds with Americans. So he was saying, you know, like. Dolph Ziggler is not acting like a real American should by bleaching his hair blonde. Which isn't true. Right, which is why dad, like, the heat, get the booze. is like, no, you should just be, like, pure, you know, like, no no tattoos. Your hair is all all natural, like, your natural color and all that. that that's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just thought he, maybe. he was just trying to find something wrong with Dolph Ziggler. Because he's just perfect in every way. He is perfect. You know what? I just came up with an amazing question for you guys. Uh oh. What would you think if Cameron Cash? <laughs> I love it already. Bleached his hair blonde. Please don't. <laughs> Can you do blue instead? Blue. What if I bleached my hair blonde? No. no. God. No. Yeah. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know. You know. There. There might be some incriminating photos of me back in my grad school days where I had some blonde highlights. Um, Girls seem to like it. The only people that hated it was my family. I don't like it. Okay. Well, <laughs> Corey says I can't do it. I can't. So. Champ, champ Corey says no. Oh, the champ says no. You already kind of have this blondish feel. My hair okay. when I was my hair when I was little was a bright was a bright. I, I, I was a ginger kid when I was young, and yeah, as I got a little ginger. older, my hair got a little lighter, and I got a little less freckles. But enough about enough Your about his older brother. I'm sh- uh, no, I'm Brock Lesnar. Remember, yes, yeah, our afterbuzz. I'm the afterbuzz Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then that segment pretty much ends. Then, thank with, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and oh, and Dolph Ziggler's a man of peculiar and questionable morals. Is it because he's dating? I think it has to do with the whole blonde hair thing. And, and I think yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. And Swagger will show that he's a real American by this Friday on SmackDown, defeating Alberto Del Rio in a no-disqualification match. And then out comes Swagger, like, marching out there, and he, like, just pushes Stryker out of the way, grabs a microphone, we the people, about mm-hmm. ten times. and then Until they cut him off and go to... <laughs> the recap of John Cena and Ryback yep. from Monday Night Raw, where, you know, they showed the recap that involved Mick Foley... Why Mick Foley was involved in this, your guess is as good as mine. Um, it's like sometimes I love Foley to death, mm-hmm. and there are some segments that work great with him, but there are sometimes that they put him on, and there's like, you know, there's really no reason to have him there. During the time where he was interacting with CM Punk a little bit, um, there was, I think there was one or two Raws where they had like a promo exchange that was outstanding. But then there was a lot of other segments that involved Foley and like the CM Punk Cena feud. And it's just like, you know, Foley's not really needed there. And in this case with Ryback, it just made no sense. Who he's yeah, never had really any interaction with. I didn't quite get it myself. 
I mean, I don't really get it either. And the one thing that I did like out of it was that actually Cena stood tall at the end. And the reason being, you weren't expecting that. You were expecting somehow Ryback to either hurt Foley or if Cena came out, like maybe take him out with that chair that Foley brought into uh-huh. the ring, have Ryback stand tall again, which is normally like they try to build, you know, the monster up more and more and more until the actual pay-per-view match. Where this week, though, it was the hero standing tall. And so I thought that was a little refreshing that all of a sudden this week that they had that because it's not, it's not the norm. You really like the, the surprises. Every time it's not when normal, you, you're like, yes. When you've yes. followed and done as much stuff as I have in wrestling, you want something yes. <laughs> You want something that surprises you. Sure. And, th- and, you know, those moments that do surprise you, like, yes. <laughs> and, that, and that one, I mean, it wasn't like one I was jumping up and down about or anything, but it was like, oh, you know, that's nice. Cameron. No You're so bitter today. I, I want to be nice, you know. <laughs> I want to be more jubilant, but but I don't know. This this last main event just made me feel so bitter, and the raw just I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, I have a lot of sympathy for these wrestlers and writers, and I know they work very hard. You know, I know uh, Mark Henry is a, is a very nice guy uh, in the in you know outside the, you know the WWE, but this was just so horrendous that like. You know, uh, guys, you know, we're, we're, this is an after show. If any of you writers or wrestlers are watching this, we're trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, we have a lot of sympathy. We are the fans, but we're also trying to be honest. And this just didn't cut it. It didn't cut the mustard. You agree, disagree? You mean this whole show? I well, no, no, this whole as, week. As far as the Cena Ryback, I, I was talking about the Cena Ryback situation. Oh, this whole but. week, Cena Ryback, Raw. I'm Raw was better this week than it was last week. I'm okay with the. the I, I didn't hate Raw. I didn't hate Raw this week. I thought Raw was decent. It wasn't as good as that one after Mania. I mean, by any means, but I thought it was a solid Raw. And uh, and speaking of that, then main event ends. Our main event of main event is the last wait, ten minutes. Wait, I'm sorry, Christian. Uh, Corey didn't say what her opinion was. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought she did. Oh, uh, uh, what, what did I say? Oh, I, <laughs> you were just like, yeah, I don't know. I figured that was the end of it. <laughs> I'm just fine. Can, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I don't, I don't mind the Cena Ryback thing. I actually kind of like it. I like the buildup, and I like what's going on with them. Okay, fair enough. Simple. <laughs> you can speak now. Thank you. Okay. My apologies. Is that what you do on dates when you let the woman talk? Mm. Oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> low blow. That wasn't wait, meant to be a blow. Wait, dates? Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. You just, oh, I dissed myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christian, what are you doing, man? Just, just stay silent. What, 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 what am I doing? I'm just being me. Yeah. Hon- I don't know what that means. Honesty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the main event of main event, though, is the last 10 minutes of that six-man tag match from Raw with The Shield against Undertaker and Team Hell No. Now, I absolutely loved that six-man tag on Raw. I thought it was outstanding. I liked it. That was the best e- everyone, the deli- everyone delivered in that match. Undertaker looked like he was having a blast. But why is the main event of another show a recap of that match? Like, I can understand if they did like some highlights <laughs> mm-hmm. of it, but they literally played like the second half of that entire match. That's the main what event I was of Raw too. was the main event of main event. <laughs> it really was. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that was the best part of Raw. So you may as well, if you don't have anything for, left to write for main event, may as well make it the best part of main event if they didn't no, see Raw. No, there's, there's no you might as well. They shouldn't have done that. Oh, I, I agree I with that. I don't want to see a recap of Monday Night Raw. 
on main event. You could you could have threw you could have threw another match on. I mean, we could have had just three MB do a match against somebody on Throw main event. Some Yoshitatsu, <laughs> my, my man Yoshitatsu. Well, let's be honest, guys. We have never seen a main event without a raw recap ever. I'm not saying no, no. There will definitely be raw recaps. I'm not saying get rid of those because I mean you have plenty of raw recaps on SmackDown too. So I, I expect those. You don't expect ten minutes of a match from Raw on another show. That's like ten percent of the whole show. Well, if you take a commercial more, stuff, actually. it's like twenty five percent. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and Great then points. And then we do find out, though, also besides another reminder that on SmackDown, be Undertaker and Dean Ambrose on Raw, we will have a handicap match with the Shield. Versus John Cena and Ryback. How are the two going to get along? I'm looking forward <laughs> to this one. Okay. If John Cena, Ryback, and Sheamus couldn't beat the Shield, why would John Cena and Ryback, without Sheamus, and they hate each other, beat the Shield? Believe in surprises, Christian. Believe. A little kidding you will be happy. I don't, bl- I don't, I don't blame <laughs> Christian. I actually got to agree with you on this one, buddy. 100%. Aw, you guys. Yeah. But... And needless to say, that's how this week's um, main event um, ends. Again, we have, you know just kind of follow one guy. We'll see if they're actually going to make this into a trend. Um, hopefully, we'll just have like separate matches all together next week. But we shall wait and see. And in the meantime, while we wait and see, Cameron Cash, how can people communicate to you? All right, guys, I love you all. My name is Cameron Cash. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, people. I like that theme da, song. Da, 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 da. My name is Cameron Cash. You can follow me on Twitter at LA Exposed, no E before the X. You can also follow me on Facebook for our forward slash LA Exposed. I just did an interview with Bishop Emeritus, Emeritus Tyson Miata. And I also did an interview with Amy Chavez, an author who did the Shikoku Pilgrimage. Also did an exclusive at the UCLA ISG Culture Show. Check me out. And you can find me on Twitter at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S. That's also my Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. I am also doing a weekly radio show on Iconic TV Radio. There you go. You can follow me at CRosieVOC. You can also watch and listen to me here Mondays at 10 p.m. for The Voice After Buzz. And I've been plugging it for weeks. Tomorrow is the day, April 26th. The Insane Wrestling League presents Won't Back Down live on iPay-Per-View. Scheduled to appear John Morrison, former WWE Intercontinental Champion. Also, huge independent wrestlers, the Young Bucks, Willie Mack, Drake Younger. The music randomly just stopped, but I'm going to keep going. Eric Watts from Tough Enough, and many, many more. There it goes again. So... Uh, you could also, if you have a Roku, you can watch it on your Roku. And if you watch it live on your Roku, you get it for free. And if you watch it on live pay-per-view, it's only 5 bucks. So go to theiwl.com, check me out while I commentate all those matches. And, you know, I'm going to have a great time there. Hopefully I'll see you guys there. We shall see. And on behalf of Cameron Kaori, I am Christian Rosenberg, and we will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.